0: Hello, everybody. Michael Martin, thanks for being here. So, the theme this week has been life on life's terms. It's a good lesson to learn, I think, when the markets become, I don't even want to say choppy, but just non directional and there's no follow through. It happens in life too, right? You meet, if you're an investment advisor, you might be introduced to somebody and you think of them as a prospect. But they might also be meeting other people as well, so they have to choose between who knows how many other investment advisors. And sometimes the other person gets the business. That's the way that it goes. Um, you're not the only game in town. Just like the market, there's a million places to put a person's money. Thousands of instruments. There's also, you know, dozens of markets worldwide where something is probably trending somewhere. So this type of an uh the environment that we're in can give you a great. Uh, moment to kind of go back to school or to expand your horizons right now I wouldn't turn your trading model upside down I would still sit on my hands but I would start to investigate the data and say okay well where are things working right what asset classes are working out what trading styles do work and then try to study that not trade it I would study it and learn it see what you can do if you're an investment advisor keep in mind that with people who don't have plans, right? When the markets are going up and you're handling large sums of client funds, the clients are looking to you for advice. They're also looking for those other advisors who got the business when you didn't. Your keeping your losses small during a time like this can be a very tactical edge because I can assure you that other investment advisors are probably going to bullheadedly stay fully invested And not keep losses small. So one of the things that you can do when you start speaking to clients is asking them about the worst drawdowns that they've had and how long did they last. And then compare that to yours as a selling feature. Because everyone, you know, talks about returns and all that. And that's great to be competitive. I think it's great. In some ways, I think it's kind of cute. But at the end of the day, people do business with you because they like you, right? The numbers are what they are. But if you come across badly it's going to be hard to close business, right? So you have to, Ovid said to be loved, be lovable. Mike Martin says to be like, be likable, right? Ask other people about themselves. Don't talk about yourself. This is a good environment to get on the phone with prospects or people who made decisions maybe three, six, nine, twelve 12 months ago to go with another outfit. Maybe it's time for a follow-up call and ask them how things are going. Are you confident in the process that they're deploying? Maybe it's time to revisit You know, are working together. Because when things are great, think about it. I don't know if it was Ace Greenberg who said something about the research department in bull markets, I don't, you know, I don't need it. And in bear markets, I can't afford it. So you're looking at these types of situations when there's turmoil. That's when you step in, right? That's when you can step in and have a bigger impact on growing your business that way. You know, and if you're a trader portfolio manager, it's the same type of a deal. Where are other people having, you know, duress in their lives and where can you step in to capture some of those assets and to show people what you can do? Um, Because this is is the type of environment where people will freak out. And it it happens. It happens. It's remarkable how it happens. And it happens to people who are out in the public domain. I I won't mention any names, but there was a guy who was, you know, kind of under the tutelage of a a person I know. And guy did pretty well, went out and got some pretty sizable allocations from very well-known people who were in that business. And in the first three months, the person went from being you know, 95% systematic and 5% discretionary to 95% discretionary and 5% systematic and nonetheless not lost a client and largely lost all the momentum and, and the whole trading business because of it. It was quite a remarkable turn of events. Again, I don't really wish it on anybody, but at the other end of the question is like, Or maybe the person then really didn't want to be doing this because intentions equal results and they moved on to find something that they could really, really be good at, which wasn't going to be trading or running money as a manager. And so you'd be surprised what stress does to people. It makes them do things that they later have regrets about. So don't be one of those people. But keep in mind that the rest of the world is trying to fight those same feelings. So... What you have right now is a gamesmanship-style market where people are fighting the urge to do (laughs) or to not do stupid things. In my mind's eye, this could be a good time for a competitive advantage kind of check-in call with big league prospects, big league allocators, centers of influence, people people who would hear when other clients or potential leads for you are under duress or not happy with how things are going with their current team. This is when transition happens. It's not going to happen when the market's, you know, when NASDAQ's crossing 17K. It's not going to happen when Bitcoin is at 150K, right? It's going to happen when people are losing money. They lose their confidence in the people and the processes that they're currently with. So this type of a market, although it might not be great for your trading style, by trading smaller and less frequently keeping your drawdowns low, right, in terms of magnitude, which means you can recover faster when the markets do turn, right? That's the duration part. You create for yourself a competitive advantage by sticking to your rules and not becoming, um, you know, emotionally invested in the outcomes of things that you can't control, things that are probabilistic, not deterministic, right? You have imperfect information. So do I. So does everybody else. And so the best you can do is affect your your model on the market. But when it's just like surfing, there's high tide and there's low tide, there's swells that are worth surfing and there's all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it's just not a good time of the day to go out and surf. And so you just have to wait it out. Anyway, just some insight. Remember, life on life's terms, it's also important for personal relationships. If you count on people to do certain things and they don't do it, but you're all worked up over that. Whose fault is it? Well, certainly, if people promise to do things for you and they don't do it, obviously there's an integrity issue there. But you can get to the bottom of it. Sometimes there's a legitimate reason why things don't work out. But ultimately, it teaches you a good lesson not to, not necessarily not count on people, but just realize that things don't always work out as planned. And if that gets you frustrated, you know this is going to be a hard business because. I can promise you things morph things will change and it's your job to recognize that to be in front of it and to you know go to cash you know cash is a position that's worth having when you're trying to figure things out and it's not quitting it's not you know you're not a loser nor is anybody else but it there it pays to be prudent is what i'm saying because that prudence is part of your business model. Right? So anyway, that's all I have for you today. I appreciate you listening. If you haven't gotten a free copy of the audiobook version of The Inner Voice Trading, you can go help yourself over at martinchronicle.com. It's for free on me. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.